On this final show of the week, we'll dive into last night's chess match between Brandon Overton and Bobby Pierce, talk other Thursday results and the future of 360 Sprint Cars. Let's go. It's Friday, February 17th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. An aspect of racing of any kind that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough is the constant game of high-speed chess that is happening at all times. This is the stuff about racing that I absolutely love. Decisions are being made all the time by these drivers, and they're incredibly conscious of what those decisions are. We see guys going around to track quickly, and it feels like there isn't time for that kind of thing. You'd almost assume they're just reacting moment to moment to what's happening. But in reality, for the good ones, things slow down dramatically with experience and they're able to process information very quickly and make decisions like they're sitting down at a desk. After the race at Volusia last night, the overwhelming story is everybody talking about Bobby Pierce making a last lap move on Brandon Overton to score the victory. But what you really saw was two drivers trying to outsmart one another. Pierce was able to close on Overton late, who was trapped in behind the tail end cars of Frank Heckenhouse Jr. and Johnny Scott. Pierce showed Overton the high side one time in 3 and 4, and it opened up the doubt for the driver of the 76. What Overton didn't know was Pierce was actually much better on the bottom where Overton already was. That's how Pierce got to Overton in the first place. But that one little move just up on the high side got Overton off the bottom in the closing stages to try and defend, and it ended up being his undoing. Into turn 1 on the final lap, Overton pushed high and Pierce drove by him on the bottom, which was the race-winning move. Afterwards, a dejected Overton told Hannah Newhouse on Dirt Vision, quote, I just made a shitty move. In hindsight, though, which is always 2020, Overton should have stayed on the bottom, as it would have been really difficult for Pierce to get a no, uh, momentum going to get by. But a combination of the lap cars that were slowing Overton's progress and Pierce having the advantage as the aggressor ended up being the difference. When you're tuned into these races, I really hope you guys are spotting these things because it's these types of battles that make races like we saw last night super interesting beyond just being a last lap pass for the win. And Overton's comments afterward uh, gave us just enough of a clue as to what went on in his own mind. He got snookered and he knew it. Great stuff last night from two super talented racers. Behind the top two, Tim McCready, Chase Youngins, and Hudson O'Neill completed the top five with this first of three outlaw nights complete at Dirt Car Nationals. Chris Madden maintains the series points lead. Kyle Bronson and Brian Shirley are in tow. Through these opening three race nights, McCready is the only driver with three top fives with the outlaws, and he and Ricky Thornton Jr. are the only two with three top tens. The night Super Dirt Car Series feature had a similar ending with a last lap pass for the victory. Demetrius Drellos had the race in hand, leading by more than three seconds at one point. But somehow, Matt Williamson ran him down from what felt like Jacksonville. Money Matt took the lead down the backstretch on the white flag lap and scored the victory, with Drellos settling for second and Larry White charging uh, late up to third. Two more race nights remain uh, of Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia. And with what we've seen so far this week, don't sleep on tonight and tomorrow. The track has been super racy. Uh, the WRG crew has been putting on some really well-run shows. If you aren't near Volusia the next two days, you can watch all of the racing uh, all weekend live over on Dirt Vision. At Bubba Raceway Park last night for the USAC Sprint Car Opener, we had a fantastic battle late for the win between Brady Bacon and Emerson Axe. I'm through lap traffic, just like I talked about young guys versus experienced guys here. 
Bacon ended up coming out on top for the win and passing Jack Hewitt for third all-time in series wins with the USAC National Sprint Cars. The race was almost over before it had really even gotten started, though, for the Macho Man. On lap two, while battling with Thomas Meserol, we saw a rare Bacon mistake. Uh, he ended up losing the rear of the car in turn four and kind of going for a half spin. And he collected Jake Swanson and Jaden Rogers in the aftermath, uh, aftermath. But contact between all of them actually allowed Bacon to keep rolling. And he didn't end up having to restart from the rear. It was super fortunate and kept him in the game for the win. Post-race, Brady almost looked a little sheepish over the whole thing. Like he knew he got away with one. Axum and CJ Leary were also on the podium uh, while Robert Ballou rebounded from a tough opening uh, to the night to go 22nd to 10th and Erd uh, Hard Charger. Two more race nights remain above before USAC, and I'd keep an eye on Axum. I think with the speed he's shown uh, kind of out of the gate here through these first three nights, the two at Volusia and now at Bubba, he could easily get a win before Florida is over. If you're a wing sprint car fan, a full weekend of 360 action kicked off last night at East Bay. Cole Macedo ended up uh, going the distance for the win, topping Mark Smith and Davey Franick. Aaron Reitzel started up front with uh, Macedo, but had a bit of a pinball night. He climbed the rear tire of Tim Schaefer at one point and then ended up with tangling uh, with Smith and ending up kind of in the outside wall down the backstretch. Uh, as expected, quite a few guys who ran with the All-Stars earlier in the week were there. They stuck around and the field was actually even bigger than that. It looked like they had something like 52 cars on the property. They'll do it all over again tonight uh, and Saturday on the clay by the bay. So uh, plenty of uh, 360 action here to come. Since we're talking about 360 sprint cars here, I did want to briefly talk about that division today. There seems to be growing chatter here and there about the future for 360 racing. And it's something to pay attention to in the coming years. I think, and I could be wrong, I guess, but 360 racing is supposed to be both a stepping stone to 410s and a cheaper option for those that want to compete at a higher level of sprint car racing. The problem, though, is the rising costs of everything, including those engines, has meant that 360 racing is basically the same cost as the 410 stuff. You've heard this from some guys recently that a 360 is almost the same price as a 410 and everything else is the same. Wings, chassis, uh, you know, shocks, tires, all of it is the same stuff. And the kicker is the prize money is a lot lower for the 360 competitors. So you're spending around the same uh, to make quite a bit less. What's interesting, though, is it hasn't really equated to more teams saying, screw it, we're going 410 racing instead. The uh, division seems to still be pretty healthy, especially in places like California. Uh, obviously, a number of weekly tracks out there run 360s. You've got the 360 Challenge Tour. There's you know a lot of stuff happening out in California. Knoxville has a nice three, uh, 360 show weekly, and the ASCS draws really solid fields on a regular basis. There's clearly a need for the lower division of sprint car racing as a place for both young drivers to find their footing and others to remain competitive, while uh, not uh, needing to get their heads kicked in against a series like the Outlaws or All-Stars, but it makes you wonder how long it can continue like this before maybe some rule changes are necessary here to control the cost for these guys. Uh, it's pretty busy streaming weekend across the services. Duravision has Dirt Car Nationals through Saturday. Flow Racing will have more USAC from uh, Bubba and 360s from East Bay, like I said, plus several shows uh, on uh, on Flow Racing from Down Under. There's also scattered other racing across Speedsport and Racing Dirt, plus there's the debut of the new Hunt the Front streaming services. Uh, they've got uh, action from Southern Raceway this week. And to see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. If you want to grab some Dirt Tracker merch, I lowered the price on a couple of items here recently. Shop.dirttracker.com. You can get hats, shirts, decals, all of that stuff there. Shipping is free and I'll cover sales tax. So uh, grab something if you want to uh, get a little merch and support what I'm doing here. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the dirt racing weekend out there. We'll see you guys back here on Monday. Monday.